I was invited one day to the delightful home of a celebrated savant. Also present were a number of his and his wife's friends, all accustomed to the intensive study of contemporary as well as traditional human thought. After dinner, when we gathered in the drawing room, the atmosphere having been prepared by three hours of stimulating intellectual exercise, the great man cleared his throat, pulled up his chair, and addressed me. I could see by the expectancy on every face that this was the major turn of the evening. I have read such and such a book of yours, he said, and I need not conceal from you that I regard it as being not at all what it purports to be, deficient in material and argument, not justified in its title by its content. I am indeed obliged that you should have taken so much trouble with my poor work, I said. I would very much like to hear what you have to say for yourself, said the academic. I told him that it was customary in the assemblies of scholars, so far as I was informed about them, to have detailed arguments before being able to attempt to defend oneself, much less to try to refute them. Would he condescend to tell me in detail what he did not like in my work? He would, and did, at considerable length. He showed great familiarity with my subject, cited book after book to give other people's points of view, and generally gave a display of virtuosity which certainly impressed the rest of the company. All this took about an hour and a half, during which time I, together with the others present, remained silent. When he had finished, I said to him, You have certainly covered that field in an astonishingly impressive manner. Your delineation of my materials and the arguments against them are an experience. I wish that I could do equal justice to my own arguments in defending them, but I think that I lack your academic expertise. I then asked him whether, if he were in my place, he could marshal as impressive an argument from my own part. When he said that he could, I simply asked him whether he could do us all the honour of hearing it. The result was that in just under another hour, so carried away was he by his eloquence and the joy of exercising his intellect, he succeeded in demolishing point by point his own case against my book. But the really strange thing was that the rest of the guests, accustomed to worship at the temple of this undoubtedly impressive man, congratulated him on his remarkable mind, not one of them seeming to notice that he had done my job for me and had refuted himself and all his cited authorities in the process. I only hope that I am wrong in suspecting that he would have gained an equal amount of adulation had he been reciting, for memory of course, the London Telephone Directory.